Black Oni. Welcome, everybody, <laughs> to another episode of the Black Oni Podcast. I'm your host, JBlaze06, and I am joined today by two very important and special people to me. One of them is your homie D. Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Yeah, the other one <laughs> is the 1KK. What's going on? And there's another person on his way, but he's not here yet because he's probably still sleeping. But that's okay because we're going to get him in and it's going to be fucking great. <laughs> Today is a special yeah. E3 episode. There's a lot to talk about. There's so much hype and anticipation and all the good stuff that... That's the formal wear. Yeah, there we go, right? I, I got... Oh, this man. is kind of formal wear because, you know... <laughs> I'm, I'm sun's out, guns out today. I'm sorry, guys. There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the sun's only kind of out, to be fair. Yeah, it's kind Whatever. of. It's kind of hiding a little bit. It could be it's summertime. It's summertime. Whatever. <laughs> it's supposed to be summertime. <laughs> so, the first thing we will do is the intro slash icebreaker for all you guys at home. I'm gonna have some little links down below so you can skip to different parts if you want to just skip to those parts. Um. We're going to have an icebreaker. We're going to talk about games, what we're playing, and like game of the year, blah, blah, blah. We're going to be talking about the stuff that's happening in the gaming news and recent releases. Uh, there's going to be hot topics as well, um, things that we're excited for about E3 and uh, a bunch of different topics on that. And yeah, those are the four categories of the podcast. So let's get right into it. Cool. Intro. Uh, uh, icebreaker. I got to do that every time. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's the thing I got to do. So looking back, what was the best launch lineup to date? Like a console launch lineup. I wish oh. I were older so I could go back further than like N64. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Even that I barely remember. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I'm drawing the blank. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. PS3 launch lineup was super disappointing. It wasn't that bad, to be honest. And I think PS2 launch lineup was really disappointing, too. It was. It was. There was, like, I think there was a Tekken tag, and there was, like, the bouncer, and then... Yeah. And then, like, Madden or something, and that was it. There was, like, barely anything for those. Um, the Xbox launch lineup had... I don't know if this was a launch title or not, but it had Genma Animusha at some point, and I was in love with that game, but it was also available on PS2, so it was like, whatever. Yeah. They had this game called, like, Azura or something like that, which was fucking awful. <laughs> it was so bad, but I loved it, because it was like, oh, it's an Xbox game, and blah, blah, blah. And I just The puzzles never made any sense. You never knew where to go. I might uh, have to give it to the N64 just for Super Mario 64. That's fair. That game is amazing. A lot of people, uh, when I was like looking at articles and like listening to people talk about it like that was like their one of choice yeah but i think ps3 for me i mean maybe it's just because i'm so much of a sony fanboy now but like the ps3 had resistance which is one of my favorite games of this generation um <coughs> or game series i should say it had marvel ultimate alliance it had fight night round three it had like you know madden or whatever it had um it had some other games too i don't remember but I just remember playing Resistance. I was like, oh my god, this is like the best thing ever. You can play with like two, over 20 people online. It was the first time yeah. we were able to do that on any game. I was just like, on any console game, I was like, this is legit. Like, I'll play this for days. Like, I met, I met like two of the people that I like, I still talk to to this day all the time. I think I met uh, JC Mac 120. Shout out to you, man. Um, I met him on, 
on resistance and like from there on that was seven years ago like we've been really good friends since then cool what else was in that that launch uh um, what else was in that launch let me see I, I know there was something else that i was playing i just don't remember what it was I'm just going to go ahead and say that I really like the Wii U's lineup this year. <laughs> so we're going to put wait, that... Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. The Wii U launched last year. Last year? I'm talking about the games. Oh, you're just talking about... No, I'm talking about like the launch titles, like the games that came out when the the console launched. Oh, well then I'm drawing an L blank. <laughs> Super Nintendo was mine. Yep. That was my favorite. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the PS3 launch list, and most of it's crossed out because it came out later. <laughs> it looks like all that came out was Resistance, Untold Legends, Genji, sports Genji, games. Call of Duty 3. Nope. Oh, yeah, Call of Duty 3. Uh-huh. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Oh, my God. Mobile Suit Gundam Crossfire, which I don't oh, know if that was in the U.S. I don't think that was. No, it totally was. Just no one bought it. It's so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh my god! I'm looking. Oh, Need for Speed Carbon and Tony Hawk's Project Eight, and then all of your standard sports games that would come out. Yeah, NHL, <laughs> NBA, Two K. Yeah. Uh, Resistance was such a damn gem. Oh, so good. Ridge Racer Seven. Ridge Racer Seven. Who played that? No one. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single person I know. No, uh-uh. no. I played on PSP. It was kind of. I remember uh, if I wanted to get the Dot Hack GU skin for my PS3, I had to actually get that game because the downloaded content was on the disc. What? Ridiculous. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. It was. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's great. Ridiculous. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't ever do that again, son. Or Namco Bandai. Whatever. Namco Bandai. Okay. So yeah, I think those are the pretty much the that was that was my favorite launch title uh, launch lineup because I just remember like other launch games were just like oh there's this new console but there's nothing to play on it. It's cool. Well, PS2 like the biggest launch title that I remember from PS2 was SSX like the original. Oh yeah. I think that that totally blew my mind like yeah, the graphics on that. Game. That was uh, a sick game. But other than that, that launch was terrible. Like for six months after that came out, that was terrible. Yeah, it, it basically won on the simple fact that it had a, a DVD player built into it, and like people were like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a PS2 because it has DVD." Yep. yep. That's kind of what they banked off of the PS3 as well, but I think from the looks of it, PS4 is looking to blow that shit out of the water. It's looking good so far. I'm just worried that a lot of it's gonna get delayed. Me too. I know that they're that they're gonna try not to because they want everything out by holidays, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think something's going to happen where it's, it's just going to go down and it's not going to be. Though I think Sony learned their lesson from the last launch in that I know that they got out dev kits to developers like years ago. Mm-hmm. Whereas for the PS3, it was only like six months. And they only gave them four gigs of RAM too. So that's another thing to put into consideration. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it's going to have four gigs of RAM. It's like, nope, eight gigs, GD- GDDR5. Done. <laughs> Done. That's it. Game over. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. So we're moving on to our next topic, gaming. What are you guys playing now, and what are your impressions? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Still. Damn uh, you! I picked, up, picked up Last of Us, but I've only played for like two hours. What do you think? Because it came out on Friday. What do you think of it? 
Uh, it was good so far, but I've only played for like two hours, yeah. so it's kind of hard to say. I know that my roommate played more, and he was complaining last night that there's a lot of just hiding. Well, like yeah. the early enemies, they just they make you hide like nonstop. I I would imagine. I mean, if that was the case, where you were like in an apocalyptic world where shit has just gone wrong in all types of ways i'd be hiding the fuck out of everything <laughs> yeah but like the early enemies like if you go near them you just die really that's what that's what my roommate was saying i know the clickers will kill you instantly basically those things uh, freak me out i haven't i i, I basically, basically only fought people in where i was so i have the game coming to me it's supposed to be here on monday um, I got it from Newegg, and I didn't. I, it completely didn't cross my mind that the game was coming out on a Friday instead of a Tuesday. So I was like, "Oh, it's going to be fine." And then I was like, "Wait a minute! If it's coming out on Friday, and they're not able to get it to me by Friday, that means I have to wait until Monday." And that's yeah, what's that's happening. Nice. Yeah. So there's that. But I did get my game capture card. My Elgato has arrived, nice. and so nice. I'm going to be using my laptop from work and bringing that home because I don't want to bring my whole entire. Uh, iMac over to my PS4 in the living room just to do the recording, but yeah. I'm going to do some Let's Plays! Yay! Congratulations! Yeah! I think I'm going to do some... Plus one. I'm going to do a review for La- The Last of Us. I'm going to do some um, multiplayer for The Last of Us. I'm going to do like some like multiplayer gameplay of like Let's Plays, and then I'm going to do some Borderlands 2. Those are going to be the, the big things. What's that? I have no idea. What? Is, is there someone else? Oh, is that your cat? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> just heard some, like, I'm like, what, what's going on? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> um, I've been playing this game called The Cave, though. and I, I love The Cave. It's so good. Like, my roommate keeps like, like hey, when are we going to play The Cave again? <laughs> It's, yeah. it's, it's not great for two people, though. Like, it seems like it would be, but it's not. Because you're pretty much, like, constantly just switching people, and it's easier to just do it all yourself. It is easier to do it on yourself, but, like, if you have two people moving at the same time on your same screen, it's pretty easy to maneuver because you don't have to, like, switch back and forth to get people to do stuff, so... You just always need that third person. Yeah, we kind of do need a third person. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's weird. You guys at home, and for Dan, you probably have no idea what the cave is about. It's basically... No. <laughs> You start off and like you hear this ominous voice talking to you, and you're like, "Oh, this is cool." And it's like going down, it's painting down. And it's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm a talking cave." <laughs> you're like, "What?" And it's like, "Wow, yeah, it's ridiculous." It's like a, there's a there's six or seven people that you can choose to be, and they all yeah. have like different special abilities that allow you to solve puzzles differently. And so like there's an adventurer, there's a person from the future. There's I think her her story is my favorite. Which yeah, one? The time traveler. Oh yeah, she's the time cool. traveler. Yeah. That one's pretty good. What's um, really cool is I just started a second playthrough, um, and, like, the entire game changes depending on who you choose. Like, you see entirely different areas, and not just story stuff. Like, you'll see other characters' stories that you couldn't get to before. Right. Um, all because of what your, like, your three people can do. Right, exactly. So, like, the knight had this one specific mission where he was, there was, like, a princess you could save... And you're supposed to, like, get her. And it was like, they were making fun of the whole trope about, like, save the princess. She was like, oh, let me guess. You're here to save me or you're here to marry me or whatever. You're going to get Excalibur from the stone or some shit, whatever. It's like, just go downstairs to the dragon. Do this, do that. And I'll give you an amulet. And we'll all be fine. Yay. Like, she was legit making fun of the whole thing. And it was great. 
I'm not gonna. And then at the end, you release the dragon and he kills the princess. (laughs) It's pretty fucking fantastic. Guys, well, time travel. This is really good. The time traveler. Her story is that she got angry that she didn't get employee of the month for like a year straight. <laughs> so she goes back in time and drops a boulder on the ancestor of the person who kept winning employee of the month, so that they never existed. And that's wow, her story. it's pretty fucking great. It's pretty great. There's there's so much funny. There's so much humor in that game, and it's and the the cave talks to you while all this stuff is going on. He's like, so jealousy is kind of a bitch, isn't it? <laughs> like you just <laughs> killed an entire family line because you wanted to be employee of the month. Good job. Wow. So for you guys, it's on it's on free for PlayStation Plus. I got it for free, and I've been playing it. And it's it's great. I love PS Plus so much. Uh, I paid for it. I paid like three dollars for it. So yeah, it's like nothing. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your game of the year so far? Probably Bioshock. I would have. Hmm. I'm yeah. going with Monster Hunter uh, Three Ultimate. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. You have very different answers here. So, I haven't played Monster Hunter, so I don't know how how addicted I would be to that. Um, and that's like another thing too. It's like when these companies like do their game of the year editions. I wonder how many of the people deciding on those games have actually played through those games. I'm assuming. Well, I know um, for Game Informer, Game Informer gave Monster Hunter like an 8.5, 8.75, mm-hmm. and another review. So I know that's not going to get Game of the Year. But they did say that they liked it. It's just like a giant learning curve for anybody that's new to the game. But once you pick it up, like it's pretty good to go. Nice. Yeah. I've always wanted to get into Monster Hunter, and I know it's been on PSP, but for some reason, like, I just, I have a PSP, and I just don't use it. And I think it has to do with, like, the, the um, like, the memory sticks, the proprietary memory sticks you have to use. Those are so annoying. I hate that. Hmm. Vita's worse. Say it again? The Vita is worse. Oh, uh, it also God. has proprietary memory cards, and they're way overpriced. Yes, like, they are. That's why like I don't 30... have Vita. $30 for, like, a 4-gigabyte card, and that's absurd. That is simply yeah. ridiculous. If I don't... They can't possibly think people want to spend that kind of money on that stuff. Like, I'm, I'm going to get a Vita if they do a price drop and they reduce the prices of the cards. Like, that's all they really need to do, and I will buy a Vita. Like, I have no problem doing that. It's just, I feel like it's, it's such a rip-off. But, I don't know. That's me ranting, I guess. <laughs> No, it it is kind of a ripoff, um, to be honest with you. Like there aren't very very many good games for it. Uh, there's like three that I think that we've mentioned on the show. If like uh, if not like one, which is Soul Sacrifice, basically. Mm-hmm. There's a nice. There's a cool Katamari game, which is awesome. But if you're like a sports fan or an Assassin's Creed fan or a Call of Duty fan, every standard like uh, bro games that have been out are on the Vita. And if you're like a hardcore bro gamer, then go for it. And you can buy it. <laughs> and you'll, you'll enjoy it. But um, mean, currently... It's, it's got like Persona 4 like, Gold, which is amazing. That's... I heard good things about yeah. that. That's, that's why I PS, bought it. Uh, that's for PS2, right? Uh, it's for PS2. Uh, and then they released the Gold one, which has so much more stuff for the Vita only. For the Vita only, okay. There was a um, there was a link that I sent one of my friends, JC Mac. Actually, you guys that heard of him, but I um, I sent him a link of like all these games that are coming out or are out right now for the Vita. And it's like, oh, people keep saying there's no games for the Vita, but there's a, there's a lot of stuff, especially now, 
Like after E3, they had like this whole section dedicated to Vita with on the press conference floor, and they had and, all these indie titles and all these new games that they were showing off that are coming out this year. And I was like, whoa! And, and Sony keeps promising more crossplay stuff, stuff where you you'll get the Vita version for free, and you'll be able to like save cloud save and access exactly essentially exactly where you leave off on mm-hmm. the Vita. That's and so they also amazing. keep promising like more remote play, where you'll actually be able to like play any of your PS4 games on your Vita if you're not home. Wait, does that work if you are away from your home, or does that only work if you're in the same vicinity? Because they promised for, for PS3, and it never happened. Largely, I believe, just because of like, just because of rights issues. Mm. Um, that as long as your PlayStation is like on your Wi-Fi network, you can, and your Vita is on a Wi-Fi network, you can remotely log in and play any game. What? Nice. That's fucking. It hasn't nice. really been implemented, but that's. That's what Sony's been promising for years. Well, that's what they're trying to do with the PS4, because they showed it off with, like, Knack and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. maybe they'll make good on that promise. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> All right. So I think for me, the game of the year, the, that's a toss-up, though, because Bioshock Infinite is a really, really great game. But I think... I almost want to say Tomb Raider. It I was really I think I had more fun playing Tomb Raider, to be honest. Mm. Like it was, it was, it was just like every almost everything that I wanted for a game like this. It was, it was there. See, I, re- I really liked Tomb Raider, but it was still, it still had a lot of flaws. Mm-hmm. It was really fun, but it's still a lot of flaws. And Bioshock Infinite is just like flawless. The the gunplay is kind of still a little finicky for me. Like I don't know what it is about Bioshock games, but it's still like the aiming. Like I'm so used to a twitchier style of aiming. So it's, it yeah. throws me off a little bit, but um, but I will say that Bioshock is pretty much like it's it's there's so much exploration you can have with that game. But sometimes I felt like you didn't really know the best way to take an enemy down. Like um, the the uh, I can't remember what they're called. The guys with the heart the hearts handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still don't really understand how what the best way to take those guys down is, and I just yeah. I don't and know. I never used the skyhook either. Like I, I didn't use it at all. Really? Yeah. You mean Other like the melee attack, had... or are you talking about like on the skyhook and then like... as an attack? Like oh. I just didn't use it, and I know that there's a like they built in so many mechanics for using that, and I just didn't have to, and didn't even feel the desire to do it. Huh. So th- that's another thing I do like about Bioshock Infinite. There's so many ways you can play the game, and like uh, during our last discussion when we were talking about it, it was like yeah, like my favorite thing was like the using the crows, and then like. I think Corey was telling me that you can electrify the crows while they're in the air so that they're electric yep. crows. Like, or you can light them on fire. <laughs> you can light the crows on fire so that they're pecking at people and burning them. What? Yeah. Nice. I had it set up so that they were lit on fire and it, you'd make a crow's nest. And every time the crows killed somebody, the person would turn into a nest and more fiery crows would explode out of that. Exactly. That's oh, the most amazing thing ever. Wow. That's fucking cool. <laughs> Fire crows! <laughs> Just imagine getting attacked by burning crows. It actually reminds me of this episode of Pokemon. Where Ash, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious. Ash got his Pikachu to like get his Swellow to make Thunder Armor when they were going against uh, the twins. What? Uh, Tate and something from uh, the Hoenn region. It happened. It happened. The Hoenn region? The Hoenn region. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, no. I anyway. Said, I thought you said taint in the cold. <laughs> like, so we're moving on. We're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> taint, not taint. Where's your mind? Uh, I don't know. It's everywhere and nowhere at the same time. 
Ah, indeed. Well then. Very existential. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> that conversation got off track right fast. I need to Edit get that one out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, I... I I, I think once I play The Last of Us, that'll be my game of the year, but we'll see. We'll see. Mm. Start playing that game. Because I just hear nothing but amazing things about that game. I just can't wait to play it. I just can't. I'm hoping it I'm hoping I'll love it. I just I don't know. I'm not sure I will. I'm pretty sure you I mean, it's pretty visceral and brutal though. Like from what I've seen already, like I tried not to spoil anything about it, but like it just it looks brutal in every way, and I'm just like Oh, <laughs> it's like that reaction to everything that happens. Like there's yeah. this part in the commercial where he's like, he, someone has the main character Joel, like he's holding his head down to like some broken glass, and you have to like put, pry yourself free from that. Like that looks kind of fucked up. Gotcha. Anyway, um, moving on to gaming news. Uh, the latest game releases are The Last of Us, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Muramasa Rebirth for the Vita. So that's another yep. Vita game that's out, that's coming out. And I, from it had I, an amazing collection. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm so excited for that. <laughs> it looks beautiful. It looks pretty as fuck. Pretty as fuck. I mean, does it play well? Come on. Like, pretty games are pretty games. We all know that. I don't know. Well, it's a, like a 2D side-scroller, so it's... Did it come out on DS? I don't think so. No, I didn't hear about it. Because I remember seeing some images of this, and like, I remember the character art was really, really cool. Yeah, this is that game. I think this is going to be one of those really good games. I'm going to send you guys a link to it, um, just an image. Oh, I've got the IGN right now. If you oh, yeah. It, uh, it was a Wii game. Or, um, That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I actually wanted to play this game, to be, be honest with you. Yeah, stop talking shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I thought it was like a 3D game, but I like 2D games. <laughs> oh hey. Yeah, it, it's it, from what I heard from the Wii U version, it's really like it's really fun, it's inventive and it's beautiful. Yeah. So I'm down for that. I would I would get a Vita to play that. I wouldn't I'm not going to, but I'm saying in theory I would do that. Um Is that my hard drive? Oh, <laughs> my external hard drive still connected. <laughs> That's silly. Anyway, <laughs> I heard this like what the hell's going on? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Um, Animal Crossing: A New Leaf just came out. Of course, you guys have been playing that. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I need to. That makes me want to get a Nintendo uh, a 3DS or 3DS XL, maybe. Because, like I said before, my girl, I was I was talking to her on the phone one day, and she was like, "All I heard was a ding." I was like, "What are you playing in the background?" She was like, "Animal Crossing." I was like. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> Yesterday while I was waiting to see Superman, I had it like in the movie theater, and all these kids are looking at me because I'm playing a game that, that seems like it's made for like 12-year-olds just in the middle of the theater. And I'm just like That's catching awesome. bugs and fishing. That's awesome. <laughs> like I said, it sounds like it's if you say it to someone without any context, it sounds like it's the most boring thing ever, but I'm sure it's like super addictive and a lot of fun. Um, it is. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. As a life simulator, it definitely is. Um, Jack and Daxter collection. That's cool, I guess. I that was already out, wasn't it? That's not new. On Vita. Oh, okay. That is new then. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I would, I'd be interested in playing that on Vita. That'd be cool. 
Though I wonder, though, how does that work with games that use, like, an L2 and R2 and an L1 and an R1 button on the Vita? Um, they've done different things. Like, I know for uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, you just use, like, both buttons together um, instead of using, like, uh, like R2, I think. Okay. So they, they just do different combinations of the buttons. I could just use a touchscreen, just like, bloop, bloop. Yeah, and then there's the back touchscreen that they use for some things, too. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense, I guess, whatever. Dungeons and Dragons, Chronicles of Mistara. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that's all about. <laughs> it looks like Golden Axe, to be honest. Is it a 2D? Beat a, yeah. Beat em a brawler? <laughs> I didn't even look this yeah. up, but I put this in the agenda. I was just like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look that shit up real quick. I forgot how to spell for a second. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it definitely looks like <laughs> it definitely looks like a golden axe. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's like super pixelated and everything. <laughs> what was that all about? Dragon's Crown reminds me of Golden Axe, but it's like a beautiful version of that. I can't wait to play that. Dragon's Crown? Yes. That was that, that was, I don't know if you were on that podcast, but like I sent you guys links to, uh, I sent links that was just the character arts and like everyone, there was this huge controversy around the, uh, the sorceress because she's like, her, she's just, she's got large assets. Um, large assets. <laughs> and she's working with some magic there in, in many ways. So. Yeah, <laughs> but she's like she's one of the most powerful characters in the game. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with those who wouldn't be right. Right. Um, but yeah, I I think they mentioned that they're not going to have the cross buy uh, feature, so it, it'll be on Vita and PS3, but they won't have cross buy, which kind of bums me out because I would not I, not much has done that because developers realize that they make a lot less money when they give you one for free. Right, but at the same time. I'm, but I'm, I'm also never going to buy the same game for both systems because right. I don't really see the purpose in that. Exactly. Yeah, That's the thing. No I, will, I will never do that. And so if they if they incentivize that, if they give you the ability, like uh, PlayStation All Stars, some people bought it just because they could play it on both. Yeah. So like, I think it's a huge incentive that the developers or publishers, I think publishers are making those decisions. They need to, they just need to do it. Yeah, I, I know that some people like very rarely will buy the same game on both because like they're on the road all the time and want. The cross save, but right. I'm I'm never gonna do it. And yeah, same. Here. I'm not gonna pay for the same game twice just so that I can play it on the road. I do hope because I, I I do like I said I plan on getting a Vita, but by the time I'm ready to get a Vita, it'll be closer to PS4 launch, and the game comes out in August. So I'm wondering if they do like a they offer that as a PlayStation Plus download for Vita, so you can just have that either way, which would be amazing. Because they put Uncharted, Golden Abyss, and Gravity Rush, which are two great games for the Vita, yeah. on PlayStation Plus. So, yeah, they also just added a bunch more. I just can't remember what they are at the top of my head that I yeah. just put on Vita. Um, I can tell you. I can grab my Vita and tell you. Hang on. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> pretty boss. Like a boss. This whole game looks pretty sexual, to be honest. Oh yeah, everything about it is sexual. I mean, yeah. Even the male characters are just like ridiculously overproportionately gigantic. Yeah, ripped. Yeah, super yeah. ripped. <laughs> <laughs> but the elf, though, the 
the elf they have is like completely fully clothed, so it's not so bad. That's because it's an elf. It's not a human. You would think they, they would take you, more liberties with that. They don't want you getting any ideas and starting to crossbreed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Wait, there's a, there's a meme that they just put in here, which is pretty great. I'm going to send this to you. <laughs> this is not suggestive. <laughs> nice. Uh, the lies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, MotoGP, blah, 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 whatever. No one knows anything about that right now, I don't think. Um, I don't even know what Oh, it was just going down the list, but I, I sent a link that was uh, of Dragon's Crown, and it was like, this is not suggestive. <laughs> I see the link, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, another another big part of the gaming news is, I don't know if you guys have heard anything about this. I saw a couple of reports on this. Microsoft employees are basically being deployed out to those, uh, the best buys around the, the, the nation that were having the Wii U thing going on. They're sending mm-hmm. people from Microsoft over to them to sway them away from the Wii U. It's kind of fucked up. It's Weird. way fucked up. Do you believe it? I mean, like, I saw screenshots of it, and I saw, like, I saw images, and I heard a lot of reports about this. Like, are they just desperate, or is it, do you think it's something more than that? I think Microsoft really, really, really wants to be successful <laughs> with their console that they don't care about what consumers want. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the Wii U is going to do fine anyway, though. They might not do as well as PS4, but mm-hmm. because Nintendo has already such a huge and pretty much sustained fan base, mm-hmm. like, Microsoft's just layers are only probably going to put away the new people. Mm. Um, but Mario Kart 8 looks like it'll pretty much handle everything. So. <laughs> it does look pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from the fact there are like seven Mario games coming in the next year. <laughs> it's Mario, good. man. Huh? It's Mario. It's, it's, too, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. But, but it's what the, Nintendo's really got going for it. So. Yeah. yeah. But they have for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do feel, I will give you this. I do feel more enticed to get one now that I've seen what they're looking to do. But there's no release dates for almost any of the games that they showed. Yeah. A lot of them have been backed up because they uh, are actually implementing more, like, connectivity in their games. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said on the last podcast, or somebody said it, that Nintendo hasn't figured out that, like, the internet is important for video games. Yeah. And- <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was me. Yep. Yeah. But I beg to differ uh, because what they're doing or what I see them doing is that they create creative ways to connect uh, via the game specifically. Like in the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker remake, instead of the Tingle Tracker or Tingle Tuner, um, they have like messages in a bottle that you can send and connect via the Miiverse mm-hmm. to see like tips and tricks or like how to get through the game and different things like that um, to really talk and connect with people. So I think the connectivity is more game specific than it is, uh, pretty much with like, you put on a headset and you're like, all right, I'm playing Wind Waker now. Yeah. (laughs) I I just think that it it ends up being very clunky for most of their games because they sort of don't have any like integrated interface. 
Yeah, yeah. that's a big deal, I think, because they need like to... Even, even in Animal Crossing, it's super weird that I have to go to the train station and then, like, open up my gates to any of my friends for them to yeah. even come and, like, say they want to come to my town. Yeah, but imagine that some of your friends come to your town with just an axe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, at the same time, like, I don't know why they didn't set it up so that I can leave my town open while I go away. Oh, okay. You know, well, there's like, a... there's no reason why my friend shouldn't be able to come and visit and interact while I'm not there. And what about no. the whole, like, the numbers? Like, instead of an a actual place, like, an ID or, like, a tag or, like, a, a name, it's, like, numbers they give you. Oh, the friend code. What the yeah. fuck is that? I think that's just system-specific. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, there's also the Dream Suite or something like that in Animal Crossing, where you can refresh your town. Your town will be online, but that's like a later feature in the game. Hmm. Uh, I've been looking a lot of this stuff up. Nice. <laughs> I'm like nice. Nintendo spokesperson on the Black Only podcast. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> we need that around here, man. <laughs> yeah. Need some defense for Nintendo. But, um, Go Nintendo! Yeah. Go Nintendo. Mm. Um, but yeah. So there's that. You can refresh your town on the uh, on the internet, uh, and you get like five thousand bells for it every time you do it. So, mm. yeah, that's cool though. I mean, at least they're, they're putting a little bit more integration to the web because they they really do need to make sure they're staying up to date with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if you guys have seen Titanfall. I still no, haven't seen that yet. Actually, it is. Basically, think about it, it's. It kind of reminds me of like a Call of Duty meets Halo type of thing, but with mechs. Nice. So Always can, like giant robots. Yeah, you can control mechs, or they can follow you, and you can jump into your mech. Uh, I think there's like a timer for when it counts down for depending on how well you do in the game. It'll be <laughs> all right. Well, now you're doing this well. You can go into your your mech now, and you'll go in, and like it's a whole different way to play. And then like your mech can obviously be destroyed, but you can eject out of it, so you can eject and like fly thousands of feet in the air and then you'll like you can land on someone else's mech and like rip their shit up Hmm. like it it sounds it looks just as amazing as it sounds (laughs) but um there was an article that came out not too long ago where they were talking about the developers were talking about wanting to bring the game to other consoles and the publisher i think ea is publishing it but they had worked out a deal with microsoft so right now it is exclusive to the xbox 360 xbox one and pc Mm-hmm. Oh. But they they made they made this crazy claim saying that this can only be done on the Xbox One, yet it's being I'm not really sure why. Say it again. I'm not really sure why. Oh, that it's just marketing. They have to say that for marketing. Like only on Xbox One can we do this. It's like you guys I'm are on like the, the Wikipedia now, and it says that it says that the game uses Microsoft's cloud computing for multiplayer servers, physics, and artificial intelligence. So because it uses Microsoft servers, it would only work on the one. But they're putting it on the 360 and the PC. All on Microsoft servers, though, probably. Yeah, probably, I guess. And Microsoft, I doubt Microsoft is going to be okay with them using Microsoft servers on a PlayStation 4. But if they use yeah. PlayStation servers for it instead... Because we don't know what else Sony has cooking for that. I can't imagine they would sit back and just let Microsoft say, yeah, we're going to have cloud computing and no one else is going to have that. The PlayStation yeah, already has cloud integration already within its infrastructure now. And they're bringing more with a Gaikai, so I assume that they're going to expand on that in some way. That's just my hopes and, and ideas, I guess, though. Maybe I'm just being too hopeful. 
But you do make a good point, though. It is the way that they have it set up is all on Microsoft servers. So I guess it's probably They'd not going to be completely rebuild it if they wanted to move it. Yeah. yeah and true. I'm assuming since they're using Microsoft servers, they've got some ironclad contract with Microsoft <laughs> yeah. that they can't get out of. Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, another bit of news, EA seems to be trying to, it's trying to get out of this hole that it has where it's like everyone hates EA. Um, they are making some risks, they're taking some risks with Battlefront and Mirror's Edge 2. Do you think these are risks or do you think these are just kind of things that they're doing because they think they can make more money off of them? Hmm. Hmm. I think, I think these are risks because they... Mirror's Edge 1 wasn't really that successful, and it was a leap of faith that they took for making that game. Yeah, it wasn't successful when it came out, but as we pointed out, I think, last time, like it's still selling for a lot of money because a lot of people still want that game. Right. So it's definitely found a niche. Mm-hmm. So if they made a second, I think it would be successful enough to warrant like the cause. Right. I don't think that they're really taking that much of a risk. I guess that's true. I mean, over the long run, they've probably sold a lot more, but... There was there was so much doubt before. They were like, "Oh, we're probably not going to make another one because there weren't that many people interested." I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's a risk. I think it just has like a cult following. Mm. So maybe they just sell to that audience. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, if they're pleasing fans, you can't really like say anything against that. This is true. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Battlefront's coming. Finally, yay. Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it just everything about the way that sounds is just so epic. Like, I I played the other battle. I played Battlefront two, I think, but because online wasn't the, as big of a part of the generation that came before, like PS two, for example, like you had to get a network adapter to play online for that. Yeah. And so, like, I never got to really play it online and enjoy it to its full potential. Like, what I played was really cool. Like, you'd get a certain number of kills, and then you get to play as fucking Darth Vader. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, it does. It really yeah. does. Darth Vader with a gun. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. with a lightsaber. He will go up to you and just slice you up, and that's it. Wow. To go along, to go along with that, uh, it was recently revealed, I think I just saw this last night, that Disney has big plans for Disney World Studios, including opening up a Star Wars land. Wow, that's yeah, which is pretty that. awesome. I saw that and I was, I was pretty psyched. So that's perfect. not really gaming, but still pretty pretty damn awesome. I'm going to Disneyland just so I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Disney World, oh, so that's that's one in California, right? No, World's Florida. Oh, okay. So I went to World when I was like 12. Right now, the uh, the Star Wars ride that they've got in the studios, they just did it, and it's the coolest thing. It's completely randomized. Uh, it's got, it's like a motion simulator with other stuff, but it's got like hundreds and hundreds of different possibilities of what could happen mm-hmm. once you like, once it leaves the gate for Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and I wrote it, I want to say like six times last time I was there. It was different every time, mm-hmm. uh, including cameos by like Princess Leia, Admiral Akbar. That's a Pretty good. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. And then it that's is excellent. a crap. Yeah. That's excellent. Hold on for a second. I think there's something going on with Skype right now where it's distorting all the audio and like everyone sounds really weird. Weird. I'm going to stop the call and then restart it and then call you guys back. Sounds okay. good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was watching a trailer for Knights of Pen and Paper Plus One and I kind of might be really psyched for this game. What is this game? 
Knights of Pen and Paper. I'll send you guys the link. Yeah. It's a, like a PC and Mac game. Um, essentially, you play Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh. Like, oh, okay. It's not a simulator. Like, you sit down and play Dungeons and Dragons. Gotcha. Wow. In 8-bit. There you go. Um, and that just sounds kind of silly, but really cool. Huh. Independent? Yeah. I remember reading about it in Game Informer, like, probably like six months ago. Mm -hmm. Sort of one of the different things that indie developers were doing. And I just sort of forgot about it until today when I was looking at release dates and saw that it comes out on Tuesday. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okie dokie. All right. Let's see what else is on our little agenda here. Oh, yeah. Killer Instinct. Free to play. What does this mean for us? Is this good that we have all these free to play games coming now, or is this bad? Um, I think it's a cool thing, but I also think that the game market is just kind of saturated with a lot of bullshit. Mm. Yeah, like um, free to play isn't 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 bad, but Killer Instinct is a series that. Like a lot of people are fans of back in the day, mm-hmm. and I don't know that free to play will take away from the gaming experience, like the content for it and all that stuff, mm. or if it'll only make you know more fans before they come out with another uh, installment when you have to pay the free, for it. The free to play for that too, like you get one one character, yeah, and then you have to buy more. Like, oh, it's, it's free to play. But it's like free to play, you know, this really, really limited, <laughs> narrow thing. Yeah. I guess the biggest problem I see with that is like if you play online, you'll just see everyone playing the same character. Yeah. yeah. And so I can understand how that's a problem. But at the same time, um, I think free to play is it, it can be really bad. But I think it's good overall because it's like. You can spend $60 on the game, or you could spend $30 and just have the characters that you want to play as. I guess. So, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I still feel like it's going to end up costing more like in the long run to actually make the game worthwhile. Yeah. Like, to make it as good as that $60 price tag would have been. And that's the thing with free-to-play games. Is there's, like, they always end up costing you more. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it, it all depends, though, because... like. For example, uh, Capcom releases games, and then they do, like, a DLC, and then they release another version of the game. Yeah. And so, like, in the end, you end up spending way more on that because they they, they put so much behind these paywalls of DLC that you have to spend, you know, 40 extra dollars to get the most out of the experience, and then you, you pay another $50 because they made it an expansion of the game instead of doing it as, like, a downloadable thing, so. The DLC for Monster Hunter was free, And for well, Soul Sacrifice, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think Capcom might be learning because I know that there were a lot of people that hated them for that. Yep. And a lot of people weren't buying their games because they were just waiting for the second edition of it to come out. Yep, that's what I started doing. That's so. exactly what I started doing. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad for everyone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, like, for example, Warframe, it's going to be a free-to-play game. You can select whatever characters you want. You can choose if you want to level grind to get the new equipment. You can do that, or you can pay using the free-to-play model to get that uh, equipment sooner. And you can also pay for, like, cosmetic stuff, like armors and, like, different, um, you know, samurai pants or something like that. Like, I think that's... I think that's fine. 
Cause, like, mm. you have an option. Because, like, I know a lot of us don't have as much time to, to play anymore. And we still want to be able to get that same type of enjoyment out of it. So if I can use the money that I've spent working all the time to just have that little bit more of enjoyment, mm. I think it's a cool concept. I don't know how it'll work in the end after, as the game's released, but yeah, I think I'm in support of it. We shall see. I like the idea. I just I feel like it's always going to be engineered to cost the consumers more money. Yeah, that's the, that's that's that is really true. I, that's one thing I do worry about when it comes to free to play. Is like that's that's just how they get you hooked in, and then they'll just suck all the money out of you. Yeah. Uh, Destiny allows you to seamlessly join in on co-op events, seeing as a lot of wow, I wrote that wrong. Whatever. Seeing a lot of seamless social interactions between gamers and the way that they're playing games. Do you think this is like the next evolution when it comes to the next gen coming from last gen? Or do you think this is just a fad or something that's... I think they're they're taking a cue from games like Guild Wars. Mm. Um, Guild Wars right now, you know, you can play with your party, but you still see these massive like group events that you can go and join. Mm -hmm. And I think that games are taking a cue from that, sort of taking the cue that people want online online co-op, but they don't want to be forced to always co-op with people they don't know. Uh, um, okay. And to sort of give them that option uh, to, to, like, work with people for five minutes and then not anymore. That's cool. Uh, and I think that that's a, I think that's a great thing. Yeah. I think that that's definitely sort of the way the gaming is going right now. Definitely. Like, um, for example, uh, what's that game? The It's a game Ubisoft is making. I just talked about this during my last video um it's a racing game that they're making and it's like allowing you to completely have like a social environment kind of like drive club like they're bringing all these social interactions where you can kind of drop in and drop out of events like on the fly while you're racing or like while you're driving down the road like is it, enter is it the, crew? the crew that's what it was and that game looks really pretty it looks like a lot of fun and like what they show was really cool so it is always online however and that's not always the best well, the thing is, if you're getting it on PlayStation, you always have the option of, like, that's the thing that kind of gets me, is, like, the developer should have control over whether their game is on, always online or not. It shouldn't be yeah. up to the console to decide that. And so that's another yeah. Go ahead. Always online games just, uh, I don't know. They bother me. They and bother I don't like it because very frequently, like, they release, and if they sell well, the game just won't work for days. Yep. And that's the worst thing is going out to buy a game and then having it not work for like three days because too many people bought it. Then you lose interest. And then you don't play yeah. it anymore. You're pissed off. Like that's what happened with a lot of people for SimCity. And you're also getting like penalized for being one of those people who wants to go out and spend the money on it right away. Right. Right. Yeah. That that that's a really good point to make. Um, and I think there's never going to be a situation where they can solve that issue because there's always going to be. Unless the game just sucks. There's always going to be more people than they were prepared to have on their servers. Yeah. So that's, that's just a, it's a thing that we're going to have to deal with because they're, the companies are still not going to properly prepare for it. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I can see what you're saying, though. It's, it's Always online isn't really worth it if it's going to have and those types of I don't of know. It also gets obnoxious once we start to think about the fact that like internet providers are going to start like restricting how much data you use. They already are. Yeah, but even more so, like there have been talks of like Comcast and Verizon doing like what cell phone providers do, where you'll get 10 gigabytes a month and they charge you more. And if your game's always online, that means you can't play it. Ah, 
that like, sucks. At all, ever. That's a really bad idea. <laughs> it's yeah. so bad. Um, and that's, I don't know. There, there's issues there. Fuck you, America. <laughs> Fix your shit. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. really annoying. Um, what do you guys think about Dead Rising? They said it's a PS3. PS, no, it's an Xbox One exclusive. And the original Dead Rising was exclusive to 360, but that's only because the PS3 wasn't out yet. Do you think it's going to stay uh, an exclusive? Or do, is the world of exclusives kind of over, basically? Like, is that... I think Microsoft loves to throw money at people for, like, six-month exclusivity. Mm. Um, but, you know, if, if their sales figures for the Xbox One stay the way they are right now, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they'll, if they'll be able to throw enough money at publishers to make that a, a reality. Right. I remember Jack Trenton was talking about what exclusivity means in this next-gen race, and, like, in a way, having exclusive content is better than having the game exclusive for a certain number of time. Yeah, because um, it'll it'll come out. You, there's no extra money that they have to put into it. It's just a matter of like if you want to put this stuff on the game. Like, hey, do you want to put this into the game? If you do want to, you can add it in there or you can patch it in. No extra costs. Like, yeah, you can put that right in there. So I think Sony's playing it pretty smart when they're when they're doing the approach. I mean, I would prefer in theory to have it be exclusive because that means more people are going to buy the PS4 for those specific games. But the, the publishers are out here to make money, so that's like. If they don't do that, then they're not going to make as much money if they have it only on one console. So Yeah. But Uncharted would probably tell us otherwise, because Uncharted has sold a ridiculous amount of copies. <laughs> but Uncharted is also, like, Sony published, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, anything, anything that's published by the developers, like anything Nintendo is obviously still going to be Nintendo. You're not going to see, like, a... You're not going to see Super Mario Bros. PS4. You're not yeah. going to see... Like, Uncharted Xbox One, because it's just not going to happen. But other than that, I don't think that there'll be all that much ex- exclusivity. It's already starting to disappear. Yeah. Yeah, like, all all Square stuff is, like, on Xbox and PS PlayStation, so it's like, there's no exclusivity there anymore. <laughs> Except for I mean, that. the only things that are still exclusive are things that are, like, restricted to certain systems, like 3DS games or Vita games, mm-hmm. or some Wii U titles. But yeah. 14... That's the Fourteen or Rumble Born is going to be exclusive, as far as I know, and hopefully I get into that beta because, like I said before, me and my girl are looking to get that beta. We want to get oh, it real bad. It's too, so huh? It's on PC too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, it's kind of hard to say exclusive because most games are on PC now too. Yeah, which means it's gonna be I don't need to get an Xbox because most of the games that they're going to have on the Xbox One are going to be PC as well. So I already have a PC. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I guess we don't really have to talk about the Sony taking chances, but um, I guess this is, this is an obvious question, but I'll ask it anyway. Who do you think won at E3? Won. <laughs> Are we just talking, like, systems? We're just talking about press conferences overall, like, not just systems, but, like, you know, if, if Ubisoft was, like, the winner of the, the conference or Sony or... If EA or, um, I mean, in terms of your consoles, there's it's it's Sony hands down right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo did really well though. I it was did. impressed with Nintendo showing. Um, I don't know in terms of game developers, it's it's hard to judge. Mm. Uh, there's a lot more to talk about. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I feel like EA was kind of lackluster overall. Yeah, I mean, they showed some of the sports stuff, which we knew would happen. Um, yeah. I, I, I wish we could have seen something on Battlefront, but I, they just got the licenses to use Battlefront, so I know they don't have that yet. But um, Yeah. But I think Ubisoft really kind of impressed me a lot with their showing. Like, what they show with The Division, for example, like, that is probably hands down, aside from Metal Gear Solid Five, which, by the way, oh my god, Oh my god, Metal Gear Solid Five looks so fucking amazing. I cannot wait to play that. But that and The Division are like my two most... And, and Destiny. Those are my three most anticipated games coming um, coming down the road. Because those, those all look just so amazing and, and unique in their own ways. Like The Division has that ability to drop in, drop out, kind of like social connectivity. Kind of like how um, Destiny is doing. But it's like you can go into uh, multiplayer... Uh, competitive matches like on the fly while you're walking forward or you can like have people on their tablet helping you while you're playing so you can have people spotting people for you or like sending airstrikes or like doing all this other really cool stuff within the companion app and we're seeing that a lot too like companion apps along with the games really smart yeah i want to get a tablet just so i can do that It's an odd reason to want a tablet, but okay. I'm just saying, that's so fucking cool. Like, I could be at work and, like, on my lunch break. I'm like, hey, let's see if my friends are playing Division Online. Oh, yeah, they are. I'm just going to join them and uh, send out an airstrike. I'll spot a few people for them or whatever. I'll get back to eating. It's <laughs> so fucking cool. Like, that, that's like, that blows my mind how, how much more connected we are when it comes to gaming now, that we, we're able to do that. Like, if yeah. someone told me, like, two years ago we would be able to do that, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I think you'd also just be like, why would I want to do that? I mean... Because it wasn't really an idea yet. Yeah, exactly. But now, like, you're seeing it in action. You're seeing it applied in the game. You're like, you know what? That's really cool. <laughs> like, I could be a drone in someone's game. <laughs> yeah. Pretty awesome. Um, PlayStation Plus is getting better and better, as you guys kept hearing me clamoring on about. That game Outlast that we talked about a bunch of times is coming to PlayStation Plus for free. And so is Drive Club coming for free. It's going to be a, a PlayStation Plus version of it. It's not going to have all the unlockables, but um, I, I'm pretty sure that they're able to get a lot of money st- still off of these games, having them being available as free downloads on PlayStation Plus. And like we talked about this before, where we're like, oh, I mean, it's also about getting the word out there too. They're only available for free for often like a week, yeah. sometimes like months, but often just like a. Week. And then, you know, if you play a lot, your friends see you playing this game a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and then they want to buy it, and then they'll buy it for a full price. That's what happens with the cage. And they see it on sale. So, yeah, it's, it it's, works. It's pretty, it's pretty genius. I hope to God, or whoever is out there, <laughs> that we will continue getting PlayStation Plus for this price and getting all this additional content. Because it's, it's already, like, the best gaming deal you can get in terms of subscription. Yeah. Yeah. Hands freaking down. Um, so what what game or news are you most excited about coming out of E3? I will say Kingdom Hearts because I was worried they were going to wait another three years for it, and I am so excited. They didn't say uh, when it's coming, though. Uh, they did. They said yeah. first quarter 2014. What? I thought. I could be mistaken. If that's the case, then that's amazing. We've been Hang waiting on. for this game for so long. 
Yeah, the last one released in like 2005 or six. It, it so. was so long ago. Like it was before I went to college. I'm out of college like for almost three years now. Yeah. What the fuck? We shouldn't have to wait that long for a sequel. I'm just saying. Oh my god. And it'll just be like really, 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 really good and everything you wanted in a Kingdom Hearts game. This is true. But they weren't <laughs> the thing though, they weren't working on it after they finished the last one. Like they were working on HD re- remake, remix, change yeah, memories, like all this other shit. They haven't been working it so long. Say that again? They haven't been working on it for like a long time because they've been working on all the in-between games and the the remakes and the prequels and it's it's obnoxious. It is obnoxious. Yeah. Like, it's all the shit we didn't ask for, the filler stuff in between. We're just like we just want our game. It's story. Yeah. It's it's important for story. Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, those could be separate divisions. They don't have to be taking up all the development time for the next big thing, you know. All right. As, those are just my thoughts. Because, like, Naughty Dog, for example, like, they have two teams working on The Last of Us and Uncharted. And, like, that's basically, like, they're using resources from each other so that they can continue to make each of those things better. But they're allowing one team to be able to be working simultaneously on one project while the other team's working on another one. So that's, like, that's what they need to be doing. Mm. I see. I don't know. I, I'm not a... I don't own a company that specializes in making games so i can't be the guy saying that but i i feel like that's that makes the most sense if you're going to get the most out of your development team um what do you guys think about the way the ps4 looks it's a trapezoid (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is it's kind of ugly but the, the xbox one is equally as ugly so i can't really Say much. I think in terms of console aesthetics, Nintendo's winning right now, which is because <laughs> yeah. so. Nintendo consoles are usually hideous. <laughs> but yeah, the Wii U, the Wii didn't look bad. The Wii was a kind of an interesting looking console. Yeah, um, I think I feel like the PS4 grows on you a little bit. Like when you keep looking at it a little bit more, you're like, all right, all right, I could live with it's it. It's not ugly. It's just it's not. not yeah, it's not beautiful. Parallelogram. Parallelogram. That's the most fun word to say ever. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I don't. I mean, we're all artistic in our ways, right? Like we're we have we have people who are paid to make these things look a certain way. And why was it so hard for them to figure out a way to make a console look sexy? Like, well, I mean, they, they just—they don't care. They wanted to play. They want good games, and they wanted it to play as well as it could. I don't think they cared as much about how it looks. Well, yeah. I do. Damn it! <laughs> well, they know that the first people to buy it aren't going to care. It's only going to be this light when they release a model did with the PS3 that are going to actually care how it looks. Yes, that's true. Like the the PS3 Slim looks fucking hideous. True. It looks awful. I don't know what they were thinking. So I think what they would try to do with this PS4 was like make a crossbreed between like the PS2 and the PS3 Slim. And like I hate the two tone thing because like I everyone knows I used to work at Apple, and so did you, uh, Kevin. Like I I don't like what Apple did with their two tone uh, iPhone five. I don't like that. That's pretty much the way everybody's going now. That it's not just. I know. It's a trend that needs to die. It's weird. It needs to die and be buried. It's just... I don't like it. It makes it look like it's 
several different machines. <laughs> you have it sitting there. It's a very, very weird idea. Like, I don't know why. I understand that they maybe want to make it not look as gigantic. Because mm-hmm. it, it's pretty gigantic. But it's going to look like I have, like, two different Blu-ray players or three or four different Blu-ray players, like, sitting with my TV. And that's really strange. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I... Like, the more I look at it, I'm like, all right, I can live with this thing in my house. But I'm not like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's just like, all right. Like, what I like about the Xbox One is that it's so, like, the, the level of black they got, that sounds weird. They have such a deep, like, black values in that. Like, they said they wanted to go for it as, like, jet black as possible. And, like, when you have the console there, you'll see, like, that glowing Xbox thing. And it'll be, like, pulsating or whatever. That, that, that's really cool. But, like, the two-tone thing just killed it for me. And the fact that it's huge. Yeah. And the yeah. PS4 apparently is smaller than, of course, smaller than the Xbox One, but it's it's smaller than. I think it's like the size, or a little bit. It's a little bit bigger than the Wii U one, and a little bit smaller than the Xbox 360. Hmm. So that's interesting to take note of as well. Um, let's see, let's see. I do like the blue line in it a lot. Me too. In the PS4, it's like the only thing I really like about the way it looks. Yeah, I do. I do. Appreciate, I, I like the glossy side. Like, I wish the rest of it was glossy because that. Yeah, I like the matte side and not the glossy side because the glossy side is going to show like fingerprints and it's going to just look. I don't know. I know. The I matte know. side, I think, is really nice. I'd like if it were all matted. Yeah, if either all matted or all glossy would be better for me because, like, I, I do like when my PS3, my first one was matte, was glossy. Like, I love that thing. Like, it got fingerprints and stuff or whatever, but it was just so pretty. Yeah, it was shiny. It had like the chrome edges. I was like, ah, yes, PS3. This is a machine right here. This is this is like premium build. And now Matt makes. I mean, I like Matt. Like my business cards are Matt. Like my my phone case is Matt. So I do like Matt a lot. But yeah, for, for certain devices, it should, it should have a little bit of you know gleam. Gleam. Afro senior device. <laughs> 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 What was the other one? It was like something glow. It was like I don't know. It was on uh, Coming to America. I, I, I'm, I'm lost. Soul Grow. That's what it was. Soul Grow. Soul Grow. Ah, oh, so good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what do you think about in terms of uh, Microsoft wanting to control the living room and apparently control your life? It's weird. I don't. Think, it's never gonna happen for me. <laughs> I'm not not interested at all in buying any of Microsoft's uh, video game products. <laughs> really. I, don't, I don't really know where their head w- is, is and was for like the last couple of years. Like, I don't know why they would want to release something that sounds like like a an Orwell novel. Like, <laughs> like I would why would you want that? That's just like I wrote about ads and make it seem like the. The little like Roombas are gonna take over your house. Why would you want that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I do feel like it's a huge invasion, and like especially with what's going on in the. I don't want to bring politics into the the podcast, but especially with what's going on with the NSA and like the invasion of privacy that's already happening with the technology that we already own. Like handing yeah. over more control over what our technology is is doing. For to us is kind of a bad idea. Yeah. Like maybe in the maybe down the road years later when things are kind of structured a little bit better it might be okay in some way but like this couldn't come at worse timing. Like it really couldn't. No. 
It really, it's just it's just bad overall. I think I think the idea of having technology that's capable of doing so much is really cool, but it isn't necessary to have that enjoyable experience. And the fact that every Xbox One is going to come with that built into it is like you don't even have a choice if you want to play their games. Yeah, sex machina, man. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, I don't know. I mean. It bothers me enough just the fact that it's always on. Yeah. Like, not just always connected, but that, like, the connect is always listening. They said that you can choose to turn it off for certain things, but they never specified exactly what those things are. Well, no, anytime you can tell your Xbox, Xbox, turn on, and it will turn on. So the connect is always listening. That's nuts. Can you imagine how many problems you'll have with, like, kids, like, fucking with each other? Just like, oh, I'm playing Sonic. Xbox off. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, weird. Very, very weird. I don't Can't like imagine? it. That would be hilarious, though, but awful. Xbox, turn to channel Cartoon Network. Xbox, turn right. to sports. Xbox, turn to porn. <laughs> like, <laughs> you imagine just how many problems there will be in the household when that thing is around. Like, I would do it just to fuck with whoever's in the house with me. <laughs> Every time. Like, oh, you got an Xbox? Xbox off. Every time I come home. <laughs> Every time. Uh, I don't know. I think, I mean, Dan, you made a good point in, in the discussion before the podcast. It's like, yeah, you know, this could be the next Dreamcast. And oh, yeah. in terms of, like, public viewing of it, it could be the next Dreamcast, definitely. But I don't think that they would, they have too much money to just be like, yeah, we're not going to do Xbox anymore. Like, yeah. they, they just make yeah. too much money everywhere else and with the Xbox. And people are – the the mind-boggling thing about this is people are still going to buy this. They're still yeah. going to spend their hard-earned yeah. money on something that they could get better for less. I don't understand why, but it is selling. Like, yep, they got pre-orders. They got people who pre-ordered it. There's people who really want to play it. They got a lot of pre-orders, Like, it's not just a few pre-orders. They've got a lot. Yeah, and I mean, nowhere near as many as PS4, without a no. question. But, but I'm also thinking if it's holiday season and parents can't buy the PS4 for their kids, and they can buy an Xbox One, they might—they're going to come close to selling a similar amount. That's true. At least for the initial holiday, yes. After yeah. holidays, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because once the PS4 is more readily available. It's, it's still going to keep flying off the shelves because every, every gamer, even people when I was at work, they were like, I was on the, tr- um, the shuttle going back to South Station. And I, I, we were just talking about it kind of casually. I mentioned that I do like this whole thing on YouTube and like, you know, I do all this other art stuff. And they're like, yeah, you know, it's like, I don't, I'm not getting an Xbox One. Like I have a 360. I'm not getting the one. And I was like, interesting. Why aren't you getting a one? And they just gave me all their reasons. I was like, these are all legit reasons. Welcome to the PlayStation family, my friend. <laughs> like wow. that, that was it. Like it, it, this is this is the public perception, and there's so much justifiable reason for it. And the Xbox hasn't made the case for all their restrictions and all their everything that they have to have on there. Like they haven't made the case for it. No, and I don't think that they've even tried to convince consumers that it's like the best idea. I think that they were just like, "This is what we want, so this is what you want." Right. Right. They're telling us what we want, and that, that doesn't work that way, Microsoft. You got it all wrong. They're back asswards. Oh, 
What do you, did you guys hear anything about the Oculus Rift during, during the entire E3 conference? No. no. So I did, I'm going to try to send you guys a link to the article you guys did, um, for Oculus I'm sorry to all you viewers at home who want to hear more about Xbox One. Like, I always talk about PS4 now. Um, but there's, there's just so much energy and hype around the PS4 and, like, so much anticipation. I almost feel like they might let us down just because there's so much anticipation built up. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. At least in some way. But I, I mean, uh, it's already, like, technology like this, though. This is like you put it over your eyes and, like, you play the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, technology like this has already been around, like, overseas and stuff. They're just releasing it here in America for, like, the first time. You're not talking about the virtual yeah. VR, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not. Like, Sony has technology like this uh, for a few years now. Really? Um. Yeah. Yeah, you just check it out. Look it up. Just, like, fucking, I don't know, go on Google and look up uh, headset video game and you'll find it. Well, here's the thing, though. I think there was an article. There's a bunch of articles, actually, now that I just typed it in. Um, Shuhei Yoshida, the uh, president of or the CEO of Sony, he was talking about his, his impressions of the Oculus Rift, and he loves it. And he, he, like, during interviews and stuff like that, every time someone mentioned it to him, he would always smile or grin and be like, yeah, well, we're working. We're trying to, we're trying to see what we can do with that because if they work out a partnership with Oculus Rift, not only will they have kind of the 3D marketplace kind of figured out, they'll have the Oculus Rift, which is like, everyone who has ever played with the Oculus Rift said it's amazing. And it's, it's much better than any of the other stuff that they've seen any other companies doing with like any type of headset, you know, virtual reality type of thing. Mm. So that, that could be, that could be a, a, another big hit against Microsoft if they get, if they get support from Oculus Rift. Mm. That would be huge. Like this Rift for PS4, not yet. Let me see this article real quick. We've got a couple of development kits, and I tried it out and love it. He told us in an interview this morning at E3 2013. Whether the PlayStation 4 will support it is another question. No, it doesn't, Yoshida told us. Not yet, that is. When we asked whether the company's planning on offering support in the future, he only offered a no comment with a big smile. So he knows what's up. Yeah. (laughs) He knows what's going to happen. Damn you and your meaningful smiles. Damn you. <laughs> one thing that a little bit of a sidetrack. When the Xbox One revealed its console, Yoshida was asked about it. He was like, so what are your thoughts on the Xbox One? He's like, oh, sorry, I was asleep. Were we talking about the HTC One? <laughs> like, wow. Oh, that is fucking great. <laughs> I want to meet this guy and just shake his hand. Like, Well played, sir. Played. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think those are. Oh wait, no, never mind. I lied. I was like, oh, those are all our topics, but there's two more. Um, <laughs> so I know I don't know, uh, Dan. I, there, you probably didn't see any of this because you was watching the Nintendo. Um, <laughs> yes. There were some games stuttering and crashing during both both Sony and Microsoft. Yeah. Um. I heard Assassin's Creed Black Flag crashed during the PS4. Right. Yeah. So there were there were a bunch of things about this. One, um, apparently, both well, Microsoft definitely like I saw I saw one of the um, one of the consoles crashed while people were playing, and they had to open it up, and it was a PC under the hood, so it actually wasn't a, an Xbox One that they were playing. On. Wow. 
nice. so that's a thing that's happening. <laughs> um, I don't know if Sony is guilty of this as well, but um, apparently a lot of the, a lot of that had to do with the fact that the gameplay they were showing wasn't actually live gameplay; it was streaming okay. from uh, from something that was already pre-recorded, and they just had someone on stage like doing a demonstration or whatever. And so the stream wasn't working pro- properly, so it kept stopping. Mm. So I think this is this is interesting because that almost presents more problems than it's solving right now. It's like we've seen it happen like three times during the press conference, and I think it's the same Here. with Destiny as well. Like it was a similar situation where it was, it was they were trying to get it to sync correctly with the streaming, and it wasn't. So like certain things were taking longer than they were supposed to when the lights were out and stuff. I mm. I just. I don't think that's a great idea for the companies to be doing right now. <laughs> well, well I mean, like, they, they do that specifically to avoid that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not working. <laughs> it's just not working. It's kind of funny though. Like uh, the Assassin's Creed one, just like it just stopped for like a solid twenty seconds. We're all just kind of like looking at each other, like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> Like, I heard laughter at some point, and then we were just like, all right, well, I guess that's the end of the demo. <laughs> Get your shit together, Ubisoft. Yeah. All right. So the final question I have, there's more that you guys can add whenever you like. Um, do you think the post-E3 victory is a sign of what's ahead? Do you think this will continue the trend, or do you think this is just a, a, something that's just happening now? Um... No, I think pretty much everything's set in stone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I do not feel that Microsoft can come back unless people like literally want to have surveillance on them twenty four seven. From their system, yeah, seriously, from the system that's supposed to like give them joy and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. Sony seems like it's in like a really good place as far as video games go. I mean, they're not really... I think forefront on technology, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, who needs to make the most money right now? <laughs> that, that, that's my question. Who needs to make the most money? Well, I think Sony needs it more than Microsoft does right now. I think it definitely needs it more than Microsoft does. Yeah. But, um, I think I think they're set. Yeah. They are totally set. Um, well... Uh, I don't know about the, the only issue might be like the long-term life of the console because I know if it's anything like the last two PlayStation consoles, they're not making money on any of the initial ones that are selling. They're probably losing a lot of money on it. Well, on the on the PS4, they're actually making money because I think I saw like okay. the cost breakdown and they were talking about like how much it cost them to put every, like all the parts and probably they didn't factor in the manufacturing and like sending them out, but they're making I think like a hundred or something. Off of each system, and Microsoft with their price point are making like two hundred, or making some number. I think it was like one hundred and fifty or like two hundred or something like that, off of hmm. each console. So they both will be turning in a profit for their the sale of their consoles because the parts now are cost so little. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is the first time that we're seeing something like that. And I'm trying to find this video of um. This is video that like <laughs> when they were talking about the Xbox One reveal, it was like all of a sudden you see in the background you see like the Terminator, the T T one hundred. You see, like, its face kind of, like, zooming in a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. Like, someone <laughs> put the time into making this, and it's fucking excellent. I'll send you guys a link later if I find it, but it made me smile so much. Um, I, I, think, I think Microsoft is in trouble with this console. I don't think that we're going to see them bounce back anytime soon. Maybe 
three or two years down the line, you'll see some more support for it and more people going on board because of the cloud computing thing. Yeah. Um, like that has a lot of potential. I still don't know how reliable that is because the cloud is, still has a long way to come before it's like utilized for processing. But I mean, the other issue with that too is, I mean, think of like what happened with Sony. Is that like two years ago now? Mm-hmm. That was really terrible. But imagine if everything's always online and all your computing is on clouds too and your servers crash for even like a week. That means that no one can use your console for anything for a week. Wow. That is Never mind no online games. That means they can't do anything for a week. And from what I hear, Xbox goes through maintenance and like it goes through like server downtime often enough for that to be an issue. Yes. So I don't... It means that there's probably a minimum like one night a month you can't use your system at all. Wow. Just wow. That's strange. That is strange. I don't understand the, the logic behind that. I don't either. I mean, PlayStation does do server maintenance as well. So they have like yeah. a thing where like for a few hours you're not, you can't get online, but then other than and that. Occasionally it goes up to like, like 12 hours a day, but then, and, and that sucks, but I can still play my single player games. I can still usually watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's always online and if all of the computing for my games is on the cloud, that means that the server's down. I've just got a big box of plastic and metal in my living room. <laughs> With a camera that's always connected. They'll probably find a Nothing. way to keep that still thing, that thing still going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think, um, I think Mr. Yarger from one of our other podcasts had a, an interesting thing he wanted to add to the conversation that he wanted to hear our input on. Um, let's see. Let me open that up real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the numbers that we're seeing for uh, <laughs> the launches for Sony versus Microsoft, um, right now there's a poll that they put up on, uh, on the Amazon's Facebook, and 95% of their votes were for PS4. And they had to close the polls early because it was so lopsided that it, they, they, it was no point in continuing it. And Amazon right now has the top... What is it? Let me see. The top nine? And then like beyond that, they have like five more in addition in the top 20. So... The- and Amazon just sold out of launch PS1s. Or PS3s. What am I saying? PS1s. Launch PS3s. PS4s. Uh, 4s, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> too many numbers in my head. Um, <laughs> like, they're sold out, which yeah. is intense. Yeah, Amazon is pretty much pr- uh, the, the main place people go to to get their games. Um, yeah. Yeah, Sony's been la- sold out of the launch. I think day two of, the, of even it being there, like the second day it was on, it was just gone. Yeah. Um, Xbox One is still available. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, GameStop stock stock increased. Um, yep. Microsoft stock decreased by 0.91%. I'm confused that GameStop stock has been increasing so much. I know that they'll be selling a lot of consoles, but the whole, like, really uncertain future for used games mm-hmm. makes yeah. me question how long their stock is going to be up for. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's like 95% of their profit right now. Basically, I mean, yeah. New I, video I, games make no money for retailers. None. Really? Like, less than $5 a game. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, because that's the discount that you get for Best Buy. 
Well, no, I, I'm also speaking, I just know from, from other retailers I've worked at, mm-hmm. video games don't make money because the, like, it's all licensed through the, uh, through the publishers. You know, if they get a good deal and they're selling a whole lot, they might make $10 per game that they sell. But also, if those games sit on that shelf for two months, they're not making any money at all. Well, how are – like Newegg, for example, like I was able to um, – it might have been something that they oversighted, but there was a sale that they had going on where you can pre-order whatever game you wanted for the foreseeable future that they had release dates for, and you could get it for $47, and that's one of the things I did for Last of Us. How the fuck are they able to do that? They're probably not taking a profit. Mm. They're probably doing it to make you start going to them for more. That makes sense, though. I mean, uh, I, I do use them quite a bit now. <laughs> plus, so. they don't have a brick-and-mortar store, um, so it, they don't need as much money. There's no overhead. They have the same employees, no rent, no electricity for every store. Right. Um, I know that, that for brick-and-mortar stores, like when I worked at Newberry Comics, my Newberry stopped carrying new games because the store made like $2 per new game that they sold. Damn. And most of the time, people didn't buy them, uh, so you'd have the copy sit there for like a month, and in a month, it's gone down by $10, which means when it does sell, the company's losing $8 on the game. Shit. So. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. There's a big problem with with video game sales right now. <laughs> I guess that's why they use, it's so important to have used games there, because it's, it's a pretty big deal. Look at the kitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I like your cat. Um, that's but yeah, I mean, I don't know. GameStop, GameStop is going to do well with the PS4 because peop- that's probably what it is. There's so much hype around the PS4, and like that's going to be their main source of of revenue when it comes to new consoles. Yeah. So they're going to be capitalizing on that. And I, I've noticed before, like GameStops were so uh, centered towards the Xbox, you know, 360. You're going to see that with PS4 now. Yeah. It's going to be kind of cool. Anyway, do you guys have any other topics or things in there that you wanted to add in? I'm good. No, I'm all right. Yeah? Yeah. Well, everybody, you guys, thank you again for joining on another episode of the Black Only Podcast. I'm very proud of what we have been able to do. We've been getting some followers and some people, you know, listening to us ramble on about games. It's fucking awesome. I do like to ramble. (laughs) Yes, I love love to ramble. I love to rant entirely. <laughs> not, not really a rambler. I'm more like a bulleted style uh, article speaker. <laughs> <laughs> you guys at home listening to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, this, as always, there's going to be way more content. Um, the channel's going to continue to have more things. There's going to be some Let's Plays. You guys will be seeing these guys playing some games with me as opposed to just only talking about it, which will be fun. Um, if you like what you saw, of course, press the like button, subscribe, look at everything else. As always, you know, have fun playing, game on. This is Jay Blaze, the 1KK, and your homie D, out. <laughs>